All right, evening all. Let's uh, make a few comments with regard to our Shabbat this week, Pashat Zachor. Um, and we'll uh, we'll try and deal with at first make a few points with regard to the nature of the mitzvah as it applies to women. Um, as there's some, uh, there's quite a uh, a at an argument that goes on here among the poskim as to how to work this. So the basic question is, you know, are women obligated to go to shul to hear uh, Parshat Zachor being read uh, in shul as as a man needs to do? So let's uh, let's try and work out some of the parameters over here. So interesting, we have uh, at the end of uh, Parshat B'Shalach, we have the story of Amalek, and Akosh Baruch Hu commands. Yoshua, after the battle is finished, Tov Zotikaron Bar Sefer, that um, you have to write, you have to write this uh, this episode down. Tov Zotikaron Bar Sefer, write this down in a book. It's very interesting that this particular incident, you know, needs to be written down. You have to, you could question why you need to write it down. Said Baalpeh. You know, does it have to really be in Torah Shebikhtav? What's the purpose of it being there in, in Torah Shebikhtav? So uh, the Gemara Megillah learns from this Pasuk that we have a mitzvah of Zechirat Amalek. Ketov Zot Zikaron Basaifer. The Gemara basically says, what, what's the nature of Zachor? You know, Yachol Belev. You, you could think that you would be able to just uh, um, remember orally um, because Zachor basically means to remember belief, you know, memory, orally. But because it then tells you Lotishkach, Lotishkach means not intellectually is it enough to remember Amalek, but you have to say it prepare. Okay, so from Zachor, Lotishkach, we have Dirt Bepeh, and 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 say it out loud. Now we have ktov zot. You got to you got to read it. That's got to be mitocha ktav. So the rosh basically in Masechet Brachot adds on that if the Gemara learns that zechirat amalek has to be mitocha ktav, uh, it doesn't mean that each person should should read it um, individually, but rather it must be betzibur because. Kriyat Torah is always B'tzibur. So this is the Rosh Chirush that you have to, in order to be Mekayim the Mitzvah, you, uh, it's not even enough Mitoch HaKtav. He adds on, it's got to be, Parashat Zachor is got to be read, you know, Mitoch HaKtav B'tzibur. That's, uh, that's his Chirush. So we've gone from uh, what looks like at first glance a simple requirement um, that one could, in theory, just memorize, uh, but now it's got to be said out loud, and it's got to be said out loud, you know, in public, mitocha um, ktav, from the from the sefer Torah. Now, it's interesting as to as to what our minag is. Um, we, when we get up in the morning, we daven. And we say a series of brachot, including Birkot HaTorah. 
Now we know that Birkot Torah, uh, it's one of the only brochas possibly besides benching and former Kiddush um, that is really a Dindor writer. So uh, we learn it out from Pasuk Kishem Hashem um, that we have to make a brocha before uh, learning Torah. Kishem Hashem when I'm about to say over Torah, which is really uh, all of Torah should be seen as the name of Hashem, um, then Havu ascribe greatness to Akash Baruch by making a brocha. That's one interpretation of how the Pasuk goes. So um, we have we have this constant. We make a, a brocha, birkat Torah, before we before we learn anything. So now the interesting thing is we come to shul then, and then we lane. So when we lane, we call up people, we give them aliyot. So when we give them aliyot, that brocha that you make over learning Torah, you make it again. So you've made it once already. Now that's midoraita. You've, you've you've done your din doraita. Now you come back and you get called up, and you are now um, making a second brocha, and you need license for that second brocha because you've already been yotzei the mitzvah doraita. So we have a din midravanan, you know that we um, that we basically make uh, another brocha over over kriyat Torah. Now what's interesting is is that the license to do this is because the the Torah that we're learning now has got an added dimension to it. We're learning it, we're reading, we're learning B'tzibur. So what you have here is you have Talmud Torah Barabim, B'tzibur. And over that new dimension, we make a, a bracha midrabanan. Now it's interesting that the Mephorshim quote, the Magan Abraham quotes this from the, the Be'er Sheva, that uh, there's a machloket Bavli Yerushalmi regarding this din of Birkatatoramidoraita. Uh, is it is the Brochamidoraita only Bitsibur or even Biyachid? So the Be'er Sheva claims, and then Steve has a whole uh, essay on this particular story, that the the Shitata Bavli, the Talmud Bavli's uh, opinion is that Birkatatora is Midoraita. Even if you're at home on your own, you make a brick at the Torah over, over learning Torah. Um, so a person wakes up in the morning, wants to learn, says psukim, you want to daven. Minat Torah, you need to say a brocha before learning any Torah. The opinion of the Yerushalmi is that it's only midrabanan. To say brick at Torah before you privately learn is only midrabanan. Um, it's only barabim in public that it becomes a a mitzvah doraita. The Gra even goes one step further and necessitates a birkata Torah even for, even for thinking in, in Divra Torah, never mind saying it out. But now that we have some background into this machlokas here, um, the Prima Gadim on Shulchan Aruch raises, raises the following question. So if the Rosh is right, that Parshat Zachor is a mitzvah doraita, a Kriyata Torah Doraita, which has to be read uh, Betzibur. So everyone comes to Shul Shabbos morning already, already having said Birkata Torah. Then you get an Aliyah by the Sefer Torah. Uh, that's Kriyata Torah Baravim. And, uh, but 
you you just said a, another bracha right uh, because the private Torah that you said in the in the morning before Kriyasa Torah is only midrabanan. So the because the real din right of Brikata Torah is uh, you know Bishas Kriyasa Torah. So yeah, now this interesting thing happens. What do what do what do women do with regard to this particular mitzvah when they come in to hear this particular mitzvah? Is is there a mitzvah on women to come along and hear this mitzvah? So one could think that listen, it sounds at first glance that maybe they would be exempt from the from the mitzvah because it's a time bound mitzvah. However, it's clear once you think about it that even though Chazal instituted that we read Pashat Zachor, the Shabbos before Purim, but it's not it's 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 a minag that, to do that. You could read it any time, once a year if you. Wherever you want to read it, so if you in Shul Parshat B'Shalach, you could be Yotze then. In Shul Parshat Kitaytze, you can be Yotze then. You hear the Megillah, you possibly could be Yotze then as well. You could you could do it every single day if you if you um, follow the Ramban's recommendation of the Sheish Zechirot, the six remembrances that you're supposed to daven every single morning. Say every single morning after Shacharis. So you'll say you'll say the mitzvah every single day. So really. It's just a minag that it's Erev Purim because of the connection of Haman to Amalek. But really, you, could, you can do it any time. So it's not a mitzvah such as Mangrama. Um, and this is how, you know, most poskim assume that it's therefore not a mitzvah such as Mangrama. And the Minchachinuch writes it up. And it tells us that uh, this is, uh, it's not time bound. And therefore, it should be obligatory upon women to engage in the mitzvah. However, there's a view in the Rishonim that holds that women are not obligated to hear Pashat Zachor. The Sefer Achinuch quotes this. Um, what's, the, what's the Sefer Achinuch's rationale? Well, essentially, the nature of remembering what Amalek did to us is, is really a mitzvah that is part and parcel of another mitzvah, which is to destroy Amalek, to go to war against Amalek. And it's quite possible to learn that the mitzvah to remember Amalek is an adjunct to the mitzvah to motivate going to fight with them. And it's only ob obligatory, therefore, on people who have a chiyuv torat milchama against Amalek. And since women are exempt from milchama, it's not a woman's place to go out to, to war. So therefore, they're exempt if you hold that the reading, the remembering of Amalek through the, 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 the reading of Pashat Zachor is a commemoration which is an adjunct to going out to war, Zechirat Amalek becomes part of Mechiat Amalek and women are exempt from the one, they might be exempt from the other two. And so those are the, that is the, that's the one point of view, exempting women from uh, Pashat Zachor. And so you have a machloket among the poskim what to do. And uh, it's, it's uh, to the best of my knowledge, not resolved uh, fully, this particular machlokes. You have poskim on both sides that, um, that paskin, that, that uh, you know, either, either way. And many tell us that uh, women don't go to shul. It's not the minag to go for women to go to shul and to hear, to hear Pashat Zachor. Um, this is, you know, the Chazonish is quoted as uh, Baruch Khan Kanievsky as as exempting women from the, from the mitzvah. Um, however, 
whenever we're in a position of suffolk, where there's an element of doubt, so people who are want to be good Jews uh, make an effort, even if they're not obligated, to go and hear the public reading of, of the Pasha. And so if you look in the contemporary poskim, so uh, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein has a, has a, is quoted in, 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 a, in, in a couple of swarim saying that women should make an effort to go, even if they're not obligated, um, because we're sitting in a, in a, in a zone where the machloket isn't resolved. Uh, Rav Avad Yosef is the same. So um, essentially they, uh, they recommend that you go, that women go to shul, make an effort on Pashat Zahor, because, uh, you know, to get out of this, to get out of this doubt. And so therefore, I guess it's become in, in many places, men, you know, men and women go to go and to hear Pasha Zahor. So, um, if you, if you, um, if you, if you can't make it, if you can't go to shul, let's say, you know, you, most of the world is in COVID and they're going to have this big shot in there, how to make minyonim. And in the Northern hemisphere, where COVID is, you know, rampant. It's also the middle of winter. So outside Minyonim are going to be far and few between. Um, so in Yerushalayim, this, this uh, over the lot, yesterday, today, today, tomorrow, I mean, there's serious snowstorms besides anything else. So davening outside is just not, uh, not very, very practical. But nevertheless, maybe by Shabbos, I'll make a plan that can have an outside Minyon or something. But if, if you're not able to go, and to, to go to shul, so again, read Pashat Zachor aloud for your for, 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 for each for each person, but read it to yourselves from a chumash. So it's according to what we've seen, you know, you can uh, some people only hold you can you can fulfill the mitzvah, it's not enough believe, it's got to be prepared, and uh, it's got to be ketov zot, which is um, which means that it's got to come from a text, and ideally, the text will be a safer Torah. But you can't go to shul, so read it from a chumash. Um, so okay, that's that's basically where we're holding in general with regard to women. People have different different men have given different customs as, as to as to how to work it out. So now let's 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 go back to our original um, our original scenario. So women come to shul. Uh, now the question is, there seems to be two men hagim. Some women who are really good make it together with the men and and therefore Pashat Zachor is read as part of Kriyasa Torah and the woman is is, is fully yotze that way but then you get people who come late for whatever reason you know you've got to look after kids you tag team with your husband and you think you make it you make it late to shul so now the shaila is you know what do we do can we take out a safer Torah and read specifically for women so this is a uh, this is a big machlokas as well among minhagim. But yeah, you know, Reb Moshe Feinstein is is against the, is against doing such a thing, um, and uh, and and if you you know, but Rabbi Yashiv Paskins that if you're going to have a if you're going to do it, you should have a minion of men there. And so, um, you know, once you have a minion of men, then there's what to there's what to talk about. So. Let's let's think this through properly now. This is what we used to do at JLC. We would take it out after after shul before going to the kiddush. We wouldn't we wouldn't do like with tikkiat shofar and let everybody else go and then say, listen, there's a you know whoever hasn't heard it, you know, come on your own. We'd make sure with pashat zachor 
that we had a that we had a minion present. So now he has an interesting point over here. So we've taken out the Sefer of Torah, and we've got a minion present, and uh, we now want to read. So yeah, the, this is the question that we uh, we need to ask ourselves. This is the, basically the the Primogonim's question. So if again, if the Rosh is right and Parashat Zachor is Doraita and Eshtered Betzibur, you know. So now, when you've uh, when you when you read Kriyat Torah Betzibur, um, you need to make a bracha. That's one thing on a regular Shabbos or regular Kriyat Torah where you say everybody's already made the mitzvah, the bracha at home over the learning that they do, but they haven't, you know, so when they come to shul and there's an aliyah, we say there's license to make another bracha. But yeah, in this case, so women are coming to shul. If they've davened already at home, they've made birkat tzatzorah. Now they've got to come to shul to hear kriyasa Torah, which is midoraita, in Bitsibur, and now you have to make another another birkat Torah. Because you have now, um, you know, you have a you have a you have a kriyat haTorah midoraita. A kriyat haTorah midoraita needs its own bracha. Needs its own bracha midoraita. So now, in, in many shuls, um, the the gabai, you know, the the, the minag is to have a minion. Uh, will announce a minion of people reading Pasha Zohar. So they had when I was in yeshiva, they had in the in the, in the Yeshiva launch foot, they would have another separate reading before Mincha, with a Mincha Gedola, Mincha Kedana, they'd have a, a separate reading. But they take out the Sefer Torah, and when you take it out the second time, you know, they, they wouldn't make another Birkat Torah. They just lay in from the, the Parsha, from the Torah. So you lay in Kriyat Torah Barabim without a Brocha. Now, according to the Yerushalmi, there's a, there's a violation of a, of a, of a Doraita. You need, you know, because according to the Yerushalmi, you when you made the bracha at home in the morning, that's only a din rabbanan because you've learned Torah biyachid. But when you come to shul, you have Torah berabim, and therefore you need to you need to make another 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 bracha. But but now you're going to get into this whole thing. How are you going to make another bracha? Who are you giving the aliyah to? The prima gadim adds on. He says it's worse than that. It should come. That 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 the bracha because it's a kriyat haTorah midoraita the bracha is midoraita as well. If you don't do the bracha, then you're not yotzei pashat zachor. And this is the whole question of of how we understand the minhagim that we do. You know, this is the this is the this is the the, the big question. So he quotes the Gemara Masechet Brachot that if a person is mekayem a mitzvah without a bracha, generally speaking. No problem. The bracha is not ma'akev. The bracha doesn't cause the mitzvah to disappear because the mitzvah is a din doraita, and, uh, and 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 the bracha is only takanamid rabbanan. You know, the Tosfot Aroshia says that you see from the Gemara that if you would have a mitzvah doraita where the bracha would be doraita, from the Gemara it would appear that the bracha would be ma'akev. You wouldn't. You would not only. You know, it wouldn't only not be outside the bracha, but you you know you'd be you wouldn't be be outside the mitzvah either. So this is what the primogadim has based on the rosh, that uh, that if you lay in parshat zachor with a minion without a bracha, you're not outside parshat zachor, and that's what he writes a local meister. So this would necessitate you want to fulfill this opinion 
this would necessitate an aliyah of some sort, you know, or a woman getting an aliyah. Um, to, to avoid this problem, to avoid this problem, that in, 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 in yeshiva, they would basically, the gabai would give a clap on the bima before Pashat Zachor, and he would announce, everybody should have in mind to be Yotzei with the Kriya of Pashat Zachor, with the brochas. He would say, with the brachot, to cover this opinion. Why with the brachot? Because this is exactly what, uh, it's because of the, the prima karim. That since it's a mitzvah doraita, you know, according to the Rosh Tulein B'tzibur, then the brocha is doraita, according to the Yerushalmi. Because Birkat uh, HaTorah, is Barabim, is a din doraita. And and according to this cheshben, it's a big chidush. The brocha would be, would be ma'akev. That's a, that's the one line of thinking which which makes things a little a little bit uncomfortable, and uh, over and above working out whether women are obligated in the mitzvah of of, of listening to Pasha Zachor in fulfillment of the mitzvah of Zechirat Amalek, but then women should be encouraged to get out of this machlokes and come to shul where they can hear the the brocha as part of the an aliyah that that's being had in that's being had in shul. Having said all that, there are many who take issue with this and they they feel that this is such a big jump. You know, Rabbi Hanan Vassman has a tshuva, you know, printed in the, it's printed in the Dvar Abraham. You know, he, he, he brings the suffolk as well. And he, you know, goes through the exact same cheshben that we've just been going through now. And he, in the end, he just says, he, 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 he doesn't buy it. You know, he said he never came across any posseik, you know, even though the Prima Gadim says it in the Siman in Tafresh Peidalad in Shuhan Aruch, he says it, but he just claimed that he hasn't seen it. Um, he thinks that, you know, some, something else must have been around in that discussion. Um, you know, nevertheless, you know, what the Gemara says is, Ktov Zot Zikaron Basaifer. It was necessary because the Zechirat Chait Amalek, you know, must be Bichtav. It's not enough belayv, not even enough paper. It has to be kriya mitoch aktav. That everybody agrees with. This next skip, this next chidush of the rosh, the the rosh adds on that you have to lay in with a minion, and the shalaya where you have to make a brocha. That already is is up for debate. But if one is trying to, uh, if one is trying to sort of get out of all these machlokot, exactly what needs to happen. So you ideally you've got to come and do it in shul, or you've got to have another minion of people there, but even then you don't have a brocha. So this would be a very interesting story how you would how you'd get around this. You know, would uh, would somebody would somebody allow an individual, the Yerushalmi would, to come up, a guy, let's say, comes up and he'd get an aliyah barabim. And he'd he might you know, you just call him up for one aliyah. I, I never heard of such a thing, uh, but that doesn't really prove anything. It just means it's such a out out of the box minag. People would be scared to to do that. But according to the Yerushalmi, you need to do it because you've got a you know whatever brocha you made before, you know is really uh, at home is really only din drabanan. When you were reading Torah in shul, then okay, so if you were there, you were there. That, that's good, but. Um, yeah, this this needs an aliyah. So uh, 
you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I've never seen or been been in a place where where this uh, particular minag is acted upon, but uh, it's a very interesting thing. That's why you might have, and I, I need to now go and just check 100%, but um, I have to work out exactly why Rav Moshe is quoted. I just, I didn't see it in the original. I just sort of quoted it in this one safer. Um, but I have to go and see if that's the reason why Rav Moshe didn't want it, or he just, you know, he, he just thought it wasn't right to take out another safer Torah. So it's still a little bit of a question mark in my mind, as to how how we see this, but in principle, um, it's a bit of a suffix there. So ideally, one wants to uh, fulfill the mitzvah in the most ideal way possible, and uh, and therefore one needs to contemplate how best to do this. So especially if you're a woman who wants to who wants to come along and hear the mitzvah of Pashat Zachor and do the do the do a good thing to get out of the machloket whether you need to or don't need to. Have in mind that there's another machloket and charm beyond time to do it, not for a not for a unique woman's reading after the tibur where you've got this machloket about uh, having a bracha or not, but rather it would be it would be best to uh, you know to have uh, to 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 do it well, come and be part of the bracha that is made by the person who gets the maftir of uh, of of pashat zachor. So that's just a a brief comment about this particular din. And uh, you know, and how it plays itself out, and um, yeah, there we know that there are, are a number of other issues that come with uh, Parshat Zachor since it's a a Kriyat writer. So we um, we take great pains, you know, to uh, to make sure that we read it correctly, uh, etc. Um, and it's interesting that the question how far we go with it. But um, we know that there's a controversy with regard to the word Zeicher or Zeicher. Timchet Zeicher Amalek or Timchet Zeicher Amalek. And this has also led to a real Chumra Dika Minag. Um, because if you, if you go through uh, the, the Masoretic texts that we have, you do, a, you, you do a kind of a survey, I think it'd be clear to say that 99% of them hold Zeicher with a Tzayre. Um, but there is a suffix what the Gaon of Vilna held. So Reb Chaim Velozhna heard Zeicher and other Talmidim heard Zeicher. And, and therefore, even from the grass point of view, it's unclear as to what happened. You know, did he, did he, did he, change, his, you know, did he change his mind or not? Now Reb Chaim Reb Chaim dates when he was by the Gaon. And so it's really interesting that Reb Chaim was, was there by the Gaon when he heard Zeicher really later on in the, in, in the piece, meaning like, to the best of my knowledge, it's close to the last years of his life. So if Reb Chaim was going to change, you know, it was, uh, it was then. But, it's, you know, it's, in other words, if I, when I, I always knew that this, you, you heard it in sheer that this machlok had happened with the gown and what he and what he held, but uh, when I first heard it as, as a young kid that this is that this zeicher zeicher thing with the gown, I always assumed until I actually read it inside and researched it a bit, I always assumed that when he said he changed his mind, Chaim was with him when he was younger, and he might have changed his mind to zeicher when he was older. But when you look at the dates, um, it seems the other way around, which is a very interesting way of. Trying to see what actually happened there. Anyway, 
be that may, as it may, um, the minak becomes much later on down the track, a real chumrah, to say both of them, you, you know, to say zecher and zecher. Now it's the real chumrah because the gaon didn't do both. The gaon didn't do both. He did either zecher or zecher, but he didn't do both. And Reb Chaim, when, when, you know, he didn't do both. And the Talmudian of the gaon heard zecher, they didn't do both. So it's interesting that one thing is for sure, that when the whole thing starts, it's not both, it's one. It's one or the other. You have to work out which one it is. It's only the later generation, you know, the times of the Mishnah Bura, it seems, that, um, you know, or maybe a little bit before that, that, that people were, were, were nervous as to what to do because they had a suffix as to what the right thing was. And so therefore, as in general, try and, try and, do, try and do both. But um, so this became a newer development that, you know, to, to make sure that we cover, I'm not even, I, I don't know much about other grammarians, what they, you know, what they say, but, but, but I know that, um, uh, you know, I, I, I've done now for a couple of weeks with, uh, you know, as the shots for, for, for the Chabad minion. Um, and I, and I see that in Ashray, they have, Zecher of Tuvachayabu with a with a double segel. So maybe they hold too that, that Zecher is like that. But then you look other places in the Sidur, it's not like that. So I haven't yet been able to clarify what, what the Shitta is there, but I I think they also repeat Zecher and Zecher. So you know, how often do you repeat? Anyway, Rav Salavatik was very much to to repeat. Um, but he um he he suggests that once you're repeating, at least repeat the whole pasuk. Don't just go timchet zeicher amalek and then go back timchet zeicher amalek. Once you're repeating, repeat the whole pasuk. Um, the Gemara has a, desc- a description of a, it's, you know, with a with a, an aliyah should be three pasukim, four pasukim, uh, more pasukim. Anyway, here you've got a chance to have an extra pasuk so you can incorporate another opinion in the amount of aliyot. But this would be a you know, this would be a way of doing it. When I was in the, when I was in yeshiva, things actually changed while I was there. They sort of, sh- still sort of shifted. So when I first got to yeshiva, it's like 985, you know, for the first few years, they did, they did both. They did, they did both. And then um, Rav Broya, Rav Broya was, uh, was this amazing Talmud Chochem who, dedicated his life to writing up a Tanakh based on the Aleppo Codex, the Keter Aramtsova. And he wrote up, he wrote up uh, a Tanakh and uh, he, he used to give shir in the yeshiva. Anyway, uh, you know, he, he was adamant. He said, until now we had a suffix. Now I've got the access to the actual, to the Keter. And, um, you know, there's the certain parts of the Keter that were destroyed. Most of the actual Chumash part was destroyed. But uh, the, the the rest of the grammar uh, throughout the Tanakh, uh, he was convinced that Zeicher was the way to go. So when you look in his Chumash, we, we, we you know, he, he paskins what he, he thinks on on, uh, on Parshat Kitaitse, he writes Zeicher with a, with, a, with a Tzairei. Anyway, he was he was a very powerful personality. And, uh, you know, when he gave Shir, he didn't leave too much room for argument yet. So he was very, very chazak about it. And so, um, 
you know, he uh, he presented his case to the to our Russia Yeshiva, to Rav Amital, to Rav Luchmanstein, as to what you know what their story was. Anyway, he, you know, I, I happened to be in the base of Medrash. I used to sit right at the back, but I could see what was happening in the in the front, and I saw him and you know Rav Brian and Rav Aaron having this big conversation, and um, I know what it was about, but I just saw them having this big conversation, and and uh, I thought. I thought maybe this is what it's about. Anyway, I uh, I, I plucked up enough chutzpah to go and <laughs> find out. So a couple of days later, I went to to Ravaron to ask him what he what he thought about this, not knowing that that was the conversation that they were having. Anyway, so he said to me, uh, "You've obviously been to the Shira Rabroya." I said, "Yeah." So he said something very interesting, a very Rabbeinu kind of statement to me. He said to me. Um, if he wasn't so convinced that he was right, I would probably listen to him. <laughs> so he, uh, that was his kind of thing that he was like, he was put off by people who had absolute views without any room to move. A very classic uh, mid of his. Um, and so if Rabroya would have been a little bit, you know, um, less forceful and absolute about his, uh, his, his being absolutely convinced and we should change. He, he said he would have listened to him, which I wasn't sure what you do with now, you know. Anyway, I, I do remember that there were times in the yeshiva where the person who lined said Zaycher once, and that was it. End of story. No one complained. No one complained. So, uh, and, and, I, and I remember it shifting. And, and again, I, you know, I wasn't sure. And I, I once went up to the Gabai, who I was friendly with, and, uh, you know, he said, he said, you know, he keeps on asking the Rashi Yeshiva what they want to do. And, uh, you know, but, uh, but for definitely for a number of years, um, it was, it was different to what I was used to because there was no repeat. So uh, anyway, this is, Rav Aaron wouldn't have made a fuss if Rav Amital had been Machria. So this is maybe what, it, what happened. Maybe, it, maybe there was some other discussion and then it went back. And I don't know, I don't know now what, uh, since both Rashi Yeshiva have passed on, I don't know now what the minag is in the gush. I should try and find out, but it is a very interesting point that this is uh, that this is something that happened. Now you'd ask, you know, how could how could such a mistake happen or a lack of clarity? But there is a theory based on the Gaon that um, I haven't seen this fully in writing. I just I heard, I heard it, um, and I uh, the only other person I had a chance to discuss it with. Happened to be Rabbi Beryl Wan, Hashem Yerichem Av. I happened to be in a discussion uh, with him when I was in Yerushalayim once, and uh, th this came up in a, in a conversation. And uh, we were talking about grammar in general and following the, the grass grammar, and he said to me, you know this grass about the Zecher. And I was familiar with the, I'd heard, he, he, he told it over to me, I haven't seen it in the original. But he basically was saying that, that uh, the famous Gomorrah that tells us that Shaul Amelech made this critical error that he would only wipe out the males of Amalek and not the whole of Amalek um, because his teacher misread to him uh, the word Zecher and it was in his mind he understood Zachar and, or Zachar whichever pronunciation Shaul Amelech was uh, his teacher was giving him uh, the halacha in or he was reading to him over so um, anyway, the, the, the claim is, is that 
How would you make a mistake? Well, the Rebbe is teaching Shaula Melech. He's going to make a mistake that Zecher, how can Zecher or Zecher be confused with Zohar? Well, the interesting thing is, is that if the Taimani pronunciation is correct, and in general, we somehow, we favor the tradition of the Taimanim because they had so much less uh, moving around and, and, and changes within their, within their world. And so when, when we think about, it's sort of like Masora, that, that the Taimanim have, have the greatest amount of uh, distinguishing features within the way they pronounce the letters and the vowels. And, um, and so therefore, somehow there's an, an assumption that they have uh, the most accurate Masora. So when you listen to them and you have a double segel, it actually is pronounced like a, like a, like a, like, like Zahar. A double segel, but Taimani will be a, a kind of a Zahar. I, I, I don't know even how to pronounce it properly, but uh, um, th that's the claim. And so the claim is that it must be the Taimani Morat, because when they say a double segel, it goes to Zahar, a type of close enough sound to Zahar or Zohar. Um, so that was the claim that, the, that apparently the Gaon made. Uh, I, I must go and look it up. That you see the Taimani Morat. And if the time, if the time, you know, if Zahar then became confused, but why did it become confused? Because it was a double segel. It must be a double segel, therefore it's Zecher. That, that's how I heard the, the you know, the, the type of proof that this is, uh, this is true. Again, I I haven't seen it in in in, in the actual original, so I'd, you know I'd like to uh, I'd like to, to look for it and see it. But you know this is the assumption of, of what happens with this uh, particular. So th this is a, a big big humra that we have today to repeat it, because you know it's a, it's a suffix that, that you know, want to know we want to know where the suffix came from. So if this if this um, uh, I'm telling you now is true, then there's then there's an understanding of. Where the where the thing out the Gomorrah might prove that as Daka Taka double segel. But um if if Rabbi Broya's reading of the rules of grammar and other places where the word Zaikir is mentioned all over Tanakh, because the, the Keter, most of the Tchumash part of the Keter was destroyed. So I think I think I think only from bits of Vayelech on do they have it, you know, still in existence. So he he, he can't quote from the exact uh, Torah, which is the biggest pity in the world, right? That we we lost the, the Torah part of it. But going going to find it elsewhere convinces him that it's it's Zecher with a with five dots and not with six dots. Um, anyway, I, that, that's that's where it lies. I don't really know how to resolve it 100. But but um, he Rabbi Broya in general is very very convincing. And as I say, in the yeshiva, it did shift towards his opinion. Um, and I, I'd, I'd just like to find out now what really happened from the days that I left, you know. But um, it's been a good couple of years. So, but but I'm, you know, I think in I think the classic uh, approach in most shuls here is to is to is to go with his minag of repeating the of repeating the particular verse. But um, and not only repeating the particular verse, uh, you know, people are very makbid because it's a din doraita that you try and you try and um, you, you read it in 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 every which way you can. So if you know Sfaradit, read it Sfaradit. If you you are not Ashkenazis, read about Ashkenazis. And I I, I was once Parshat Zachor in Yeshiva Shiloh. Um, I was visiting the the Bnei Kiva there on the MTA, 
and I went there for a Shabbos, uh, you know, a few years into my yeshiva career, and uh, happened to be a Parshat Zachor. I was there, guest in the yeshiva. Rabbi Brom was the Rosh Yeshiva then, and uh, you know, anyway, I, I, you know, I'm I'm like really minding my own business, just uh, just standing in shul, and uh, then the next thing, there's like a whole line of people, you know, going up to read Parshat Zachor. And that's exactly what they were doing. They had a Taimani guy there, they had a regular Sfaradi person who's laying the parsha. And then they were looking around for somebody to do Ashkenazis. So Shiloh was like a very Israeli place, you know. And uh, so they looked to the Chutznikim, you know, who they assume most Chutznikim, you know, grew up with Ashkenazis, you know. Um, anyway, bottom line is that none of the empty A guys were going for this. So they point to me, they're saying, you know, can you come and do this in Ashkenazis? I don't want to tell them that, you know, I sort of like it's my second language. But, uh, you know, nevertheless, I was able to facilitate uh, doing it fully in Ashkenazis. I was a bit nervous because it's one thing to do it when you see the Nukudot and you're able to try and switch over. But uh, anyway, Baruch Hashem, I was able to to do it without any mistakes. And um, so that's another kapeda that people have to, to mamish, you know, do it... Um, as the best as possible so uh yeah you know that's the that's the story and i i've told over the story once or twice before yeah but again people are so mucked that they ask they've asked me before coming to shul you know i had one particular um role from chabad Stiebel near jlc at the time he wanted to know if we were doing the project zahor in ashkenazis so i told him at the time i said uh, i actually think you got bigger problems coming to us than the then the pronunciation, because I said, if you really want to be makbid, you know, during the, we, we've got a machlek is how to write a safer Torah. So there's Ktav Arizal, there's Ktav Beit Yosef, there's Ktav Velish. And then within the, you know, within the letters, there's all machlekes, you know, how to, how to write back some of the letters are. They look they, they look very similar, but there are certain nuances which are different. But somehow people hold that it's ma'akeith. And, uh, and then there's certain letters which are in discrepancy you know, how you actually spell them, Petsua Dakar with a hey with an Aleph. So I said to the, I said to the Rav, I said, look, you're welcome to come and, uh, uh, you know, give it, you know, I'm not reading in Ashkenazis unless you really want me to. But I said, if it would facilitate you keeping the Kium, I said, I would, I, would, I, would, I would do it. I don't mind doing it for you. But but what I'm saying to you is, is that for your for your sake, according to your psak, you should really go to a, to a Chabad Shtibol Oshul. We'll have a Chabad Sefer Torah because according to your minag, you'll be fully compliant 100% in all, on all areas if you go. But if you come by me, I'm reading it out of a Sefer Torah, which by you is not, uh, is not, is not, is not uh, 100% uh, kosher. Right it's like uh, there's a suffix in how you spell some of, the, some of the words and the letters are. So anyway, it can get into, a, you, you can get very complicated when you want to be super, super, super machmir. The more machmir, you try and become the more issues there are, you know, as to uh, as to how you want you want to, you want to be fully, fully, fully compliant with every single humra. There's some, you know, it can put you in a, a hot spot and could be uh, inconvenient. So again, there's always a toss-up by how machmer you want to be. So you know, zecher zecher. What about all the other issues? Anyway, for most people, it's uh, it's not the end of the world. But this is the this is the kind of thing that. Uh, if people are going to be so mucked on a on a kriyat haTorah midoraita, you know this is what uh, one has to one has to, has to digest. All right, so I'll uh, anyhow just uh, 
if anybody um, has a different minag to what I've described, or you you see something that's out of the ordinary, so you know, let me know. Uh, it's always keen to uh, to follow up on uh, how the minagim uh, develop. All right, so we'll we'll leave it there and I wish everybody a, a great Shabbos and hopefully see you in shul on time, so you can have Pasha Zohar with the brocha, and uh, and you'll get out of this whole machlok at Baba Yerushalmi Primagarim in the name of the Rosh. So uh, yeah, we'll leave it there. Okay, thank you. Can I ask a question? A couple of questions. Yeah, sure. So if you repeat, isn't there a rule that your second um, reading replaces the first? Like um, you... Yes. So in other words, the question also depends on your kavana as well. So let's say you have a suffix. So I'm, so I'm not sure how to read this. And you, you make it snai in your head. If this is the right way, then this should be... Then, you know, the first way should be good. And if this is not the right way, then the second way should be good. It's not like correcting a bracha where you mention the wrong word and then you say it again quickly. Right. You, okay. It depends on your kavona. Yeah, okay. you're making a tnai. It's an implicit tnai that the, the balkore should be should be having in mind. Okay. You know, as opposed to the scenario that you say, you, you make a mistake and you correct yourself and you want to replace. Uh -huh. you know? Okay, so this Chabad rabbi, um, I'm just trying to understand the mechanics of his problem with the 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 the, um, the font in the Sefer Torah. Like, if he would come and 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 listen to you reading in Ashkenazit, um, he's not going to read himself. So why does he need the the right uh, the right font? Well, you need to be say I'm his shliach. In other words, I'm doing it on his behalf. It's as if he's saying it. But, you know, Shomar Kone makes him as if he's reading it when he listens with Kavona. So, uh, you know, if a person wants to be 100% Macbeth on everything, I was just pointing out that it's as if he's reading it. I'm reading it from a, a Ktav, which, according to his Psak, and it would be vice versa as well. If I would go to Chabad Shtibel, then I would have to ask Shaila as to how many people think this is a problem for Pasha Zohar. See, okay, because of the... So, you know, so wherever I go, I go to Sfardi Shul. If I go to Sfardi Shul, so, you know, if there's a machloket in, 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 in Masora, how to spell a word, and they spell one way, and we spell another way, you've got a, you've got a, a, a Sefer Torah, which is only kosher mid Rabbonum, at the best. Right. And you want to be fully compliant, which could be what our Sefer Torah anyway are, because we're all sitting with... The Gemara tells us that we already lost the Masora about, you know... Yitayrot and Chaseyrot. Um, right. Some of the words with the vavs in the vavs out, you know. And some people hold that way. Some people hold that anyway. Our Sifrei Torah only Koshamid Rabbonon. But most people don't hold that way. Most people think that we we follow the Rav. Uh, we had three Sifrei Torah. We followed the majority, and therefore that's the that's the psak of how the of how the the watch call goes. Um, you know. So. Um, Okay. Yeah, that that it, 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 all, it all is because you want to be very. Yeah, I, I don't I don't knock anybody. Just it's a little bit of a, you know, you just got to keep it in mind. So if you're trying to be, um, you know, really really mukbit to the nth degree. Now, in somebody could ask you, you know, is zeicher zeicher as much of a, as much of a kiyum or as much of a suffolk as 
as the right ktav in the Sefer Torah. Yeah. Because uh, everybody's makbir on Zecher, Zecher, and, and Ashkenazis and Sfaradit, and, and whatever else it is. But, um, you know, how many people are asking the question about the ktav in the Sefer Torah, and, uh, you know, and what and what we think what we think of it? So, uh, mm -hmm. I, you know, I just pointed out so, to be somewhat, somewhat consistent about uh, the nature of the Khumras that we... Uh, that we want to, you know, that we uh, that we want to adopt. So um, anyway, the answer is I don't know. I've never really, I've never really asked Shaila, yeah. um, you know, because from my point of view, you know, we're sitting in a shul which we commissioned the Sefer Torah according to Amminag, and so therefore there's never been a problem. And since I heard Zecher Zecher, um, I've heard it, I've heard it. Zecher only, and I've heard repeating. I've never heard Zecher only. So, um, you know, that's that's really what I uh, that's what I heard. But as I say, because I heard in in Yeshiva Zecher only once, I sort of like I'm. How can I say I'm less worried? I'm less worried about you know that particular Khumra, even though I do it because the Minag is to do it and. I don't want to cause trouble. So if there's somebody who, who wants to, you know, who grew up in a shul that you always repeat and they wanted to hear it repeated, so so I'll, I'll repeat it. No, I, th I think you, you're the only one I've heard who actually repeats the sentence. All the others I've heard just repeat the word. Yeah, that was a, that was a kapeda of Rasul there. He actually, you know. Oh, okay. Before he, uh, he, 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 he just felt once you're repeating the word anyway, so rather get an get an, an additional kiyum, I'll like I'll just read it to you. I think I have the safer right here. But Rav Shechter brings it in the Nefesh Rav, I think it is. Um, I'll just see if I can find it. Uh, let's see. Today, Chabad Rabbi, they're not coming to the JLC. And then, um, no, I mean, I, I was happy to read it. Yeah. You know, I, was, I was debating with myself, you know, but I'm happy to be nice. So I said, okay, if it means something to you, I'll do it. Um, yeah. in, in Yeshiva, we never did that. In Yeshiva, we never had uh, um, somebody read it in a different Havarot. I only saw it in this in 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 this in, in Yeshiva at Shiloh. Uh -huh. I never, you know, I never saw it, um, in the Gush like that. Maybe, maybe in other years they, I know, I don't, I don't think so. Um, yeah, that's my, that's my recollection. I'm just, uh, let's see, yes, for him. Um, Uh, no, it's not here. It's not here. 
save it in a second volume. Yeah, here it is. It's in the second volume. Uh, it says, um, So they what to do. Is it enough to just do they re- repeat the whole pasuk or do they say it just from Timchet at Zecher? So, um, So he, ah, right, yeah, he says, he says that uh, you could just go from Timche. So, um, so whether I'll pick, I must have picked, I thought Rafa Lovacic said to go and read the Pastor again. I must have picked it up from somewhere. That's interesting. Mm, okay. That, uh, maybe I'm looking to see this that way. Or maybe it was in one of your conversations with, with uh, Rosh Hashira. Yeah, it was. What you call? One second. Uh, see, he has another. He has, yeah, yeah, this is what I saw. There's, a, I have another safer. So Rav Shechta says that they asked the Rav he was Michael when I asked him. Yeah, I've got a safer here with a, a, a Gabai of Rav in the early years. It's called Davening with the Rav or Rav Gopin. He writes over here to recite the entire pasuk. This is the minag of the Rav to recite the entire pasuk whenever in B'shalach or Kitaytzei. Or in the Navi, Zecher is mentioned. The first mm-hmm. time to pronounce it Zecher, and the second time to pronounce it Zecher. So he says to recite the entire Pasuk. That's he. This is this is the person standing with him in the minion. So maybe he changed his mind. Why in that order? Zecher and then Zecher? Zecher, Mr. Moses, uh, the majority of people think Zecher is the... If I had to choose, Zecher would be the way to go. Okay. So you see, uh, he has a machlokes here between uh, okay. between two tambinim of what the rov did. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's where you probably got that's it. From. I thought. No, no. I know I saw it somewhere. Yeah. I'm convinced I saw it somewhere. Well, you cover all bases by doing the whole sentence. Yeah, but what I'm what I'm. Uh, I'm still, 
I still need to find where I saw it because there was a reason for, for doing it. Yeah, it doesn't give the reason. Uh -huh. I just get to recite the entire Pasuk. But there was a reason that I knew. Uh, anyway, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm sure. Okay, can I find it somewhere here? I wanted to swear him. Um, you know, let me see if I can even find it here. Anyway, it's a. Uh, Yeah, right, I'll have to look further where I saw the where I saw the um, the reason for it. Yeah. All right. Rashkrach, you made me find an interesting, uh, <laughs> yeah, an interesting discrepancy here yeah. between uh, all right. Well, maybe I'll see you in the morning when you come to Devon and you will answer. Oh, I'll find it, I'll find it somewhere. Yeah, all right, Shkrach. all right, Shkrach. okay, thank you. Cheers.